Well, here we are again on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, and I'm so glad that we are. I'm evangelist Mike McCurry, and it's such a joy to be speaking to you today, our listener. It really is amazing to hear from people. I was in a church just on Sunday, and a lady came up to me that evening and said, I listen to your program almost every day on the way into work. And you know how much that meant to me? It truly was an encouragement. And for those of you out there that do listen in and you've never contacted us, I'd love to hear from you. Truly, I would. You can feel free to text me directly, 309-316-7240. I've had over 100 or 200 people that have let me know that they're a part of the family of the listeners of Bible Tract Echoes, and it really does mean a lot to me. And I know for the legacy of this ministry, knowing it goes back just the radio portion of what we do, all the way back to 1958, and such a strong following even today, under the helm of myself, a young man who God led into the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated, it's really a privilege, it's an honor to stand in the stead of some great men. Before we go any further, I'd like to ask you to grab your Bibles. That's probably a good tool to have with you for a Bible study. Wouldn't you agree? Let's grab your Bibles. Turn to the book of Mark, chapter number 4. Here's what we've been discussing over the past couple of days. You don't need to worry when he has a pillow. I'll explain more about what I'm talking about in just a moment. But turn to the book of Mark, chapter number 4. While you do that... Let me tell you about a gospel tract that fairly recently got a facelift, a redesign. It's called The Best I Can. Sometimes we try to do a good job of doing things all by ourselves. Now, we know that teamwork makes the dream work, and we know that there's no I in team, but still, we're a persistent bunch, aren't we? We like to be loners every once in a while. Not everyone, but some of us... We push people away, and we do the best we can, even though it may be a foolish and wasteful endeavor. What we need to do, of course, is depend on God. And we're going to talk about that in Mark chapter number 4 in just a moment here. But this gospel track, The Best I Can, I passed out one of these recently, not too long ago. I think it was while I was in North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, a few days ago. On the front, it has what looks to be some tides, some water, the ocean roiling, boiling. It looks like a stormy sea. And kind of tucked into the waves are the words, the best I can. Here's what it says. A man is standing by New York Harbor, and he suddenly declares with no warning, I'm going to swim to London, then plunges into the water, headed for the open sea. You would probably shout, hey, you're not going to get to London that way. You don't mean directionally. You just mean by that mode of transportation. Just doing a freestyle swim is probably not going to get you to London. The response? Oh, yes, I will. I'm sure I'll make it. You might ask, what makes you so certain as they head off into the distance? And the answer comes back on the waves. I'm doing the best I can. Somehow, I don't think the best you can is going to allow you to swim 3,000 miles through chilly waters, deep rolling seas, fierce winds, angry storms, and vicious sharks. No can do. Not a chance. Then why do we think we can get to heaven on our own? See, that seems like a non sequitur. No, that's actually the point of this gospel tract. If you'd like to read more of it, 
visit BibleTracksInc.org. You can get this gospel tract for yourself for free. You see, Bible Tracks Incorporated has been putting out gospel tracts just like the best I can for years, over 170 different countries, 75 plus different languages, and we've done it all for free. If you can believe that, you can choose to not believe that, or you can choose to visit BibleTracksInc.org. We won't even ask you to put your credit card information in. Now, if you'd like more information, or maybe you'd like to schedule me for a meeting at your church to tell you more about our ministry, I have the opportunity. Many weeks out of each month, I'm in a different church. I travel. The Lord allowed me to travel some 30,000 miles just last year alone, and we're probably going to top that this year to the glory of God. But if you'd like to contact me about me coming to your neck of the woods, feel free to reach out, 309 316-7240. Before we go any further, we need to jump into God's Word, Mark chapter number 4. Join me there if you would. Mark chapter number 4. Let's read verse number 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. There were also with them other little ships. Now, by review, The thought is you don't need to worry when he has a pillow. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. But we realize in this account, this Bible account of Mark chapter number 4 and its companion passage in Matthew 12 and 13, that Jesus was very drained. It had been a long day, and though he loved his disciples, he was ready to go to sleep. He gave the direction to go across the Sea of Galilee to the other side, so that they could get away from the multitudes, come apart, be separate, and end the day. What happens, though? A storm begins to mount. We must realize, friend, when the storms of life come at us, we need Jesus with us. We need to depend on who he is. Remember that Jesus is willing and more than able to accompany us anywhere But he will not change who he is for you, for me, for anyone. They took Jesus as he was into the ship. Jesus comes on his own terms. Let me ask you, friend, what would keep you from accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? What would keep you from knowing the peace that passeth all understanding? I'm not talking about a works-based salvation. That is completely anti-biblical. We know that it is not of works, lest any man should boast. But let me ask you, friend, what is it about a relationship with Christ that you aren't willing to conform to? Because Jesus is not going to customize himself to fit into your life. He wants to come And turn your world upside down. And I don't say that in a way to make you fearful of what he's going to do. What I mean to say is this. We should depend on him. Instead of trying to lay the foundation and then letting Jesus build upon it, we just need to give him a blank slate. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a lesson there about trying to change Christ to suit us, but I think there's also a promise there. The same as he was, God that stepped into that little boat, the same as he was, that's the same God that we have the joy of serving today. I'll jump ahead. When Jesus Christ said, peace be still, 
I think he was not only giving peace to the disciples, but I think he was also giving us a promise that no matter what we go through, no matter what the storms of life are, we can depend on who he is. Now we will notice for context's sake that the situation was dire. Mark chapter 4 and verse number 37, there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and yet somehow Jesus was sleeping in the hinder part of the vessel on a pillow. I want to draw your attention to the fact that the presence of God in that boat did not preclude them from having problems. Let me say that one more time. I want to draw your attention to the fact that the presence of God in that boat did not preclude them from having problems. Just because you are on the Lord's side does not mean that God is going to somehow keep every single problem and circumstance of life at bay. You could read the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that mourn. Friend, please, please, please do not buy into this false prosperity gospel that charlatans are selling. I want to remind you that even though the situation was bad, was dire, was life-threatening, that they could depend on Jesus. There will be circumstances of life that you and I go through. If we think that we somehow get a free pass from all things bad, that we get to just reside in a palatial mansion with roses sprinkled on the bed and look through rose-colored glasses at everything, no, that's not how it works. Real life exists. Jesus is not some genie in a bottle that's going to take all of your problems away with unlimited free wishes. No. That is not the Jesus Christ that we serve. He is a God that gives us free will, allows us to experience life, but is with us at our invitation every step of the way, and I am so very glad that he is. I'd like to point out that these were deft fishermen. That means they were good fishermen. They knew the water. I'm no expert on the water. I'll tell you this much. I am not a great fisherman. They don't call it uh, catching for a reason. They call it fishing. And I do that every once in a while, but I am no good. But these disciples, they knew the water. Matthew 4.18 says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. They had spent their lives, and they had made a livelihood on the exact waters that they were crossing. Bad storms were not unfamiliar to them. But understand this, they were coming to the end of their rope. They knew every nook and cranny of that body of water, and yet they knew that the jig was up. It was all over. They knew it was out of their hands. I do have to ask, though, why did they wait until the boat was full to get Jesus? How long do your problems have to stick around before, you're, before you will bow your head and talk to the one that's in complete control of everything you go through? Do you have to wait till the last possible second? Do you have to wait till the underdog story is so incredible that only Jesus could make a difference? Friend, we need to go to him first and foremost every single time. That is true faith. To trust him with everything? Well, when he's the last option, you can call it faith, but really what you're doing is you are once again just trying to rub the genie lamp and hoping against hope that maybe, just maybe, since everything else has failed, maybe Jesus will come through. No, 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 no. 
You don't need to worry when he has a pillow, but no matter how good you are at your chosen task or life or situation, you need to consult with the one who created you. What do we see here, though? Jesus was dreaming. Look at Mark chapter number 4 and verse number 38. We'll talk more about this tomorrow as we conclude. He was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. Friend, can I tell you? When Jesus is so unconcerned with what's going on that he has a pillow, why are you worried? Let me ask you, are you just doing the best you can, like the gospel track says? Maybe you need to visit BibleTracksInc.org and order some of those gospel tracks for yourself and figure out how you can depend on God instead of on yourself. Thank you so very much for listening. I'm Evangelist Micah McCurry, and I invite you personally to join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this thought. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.